the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3, I love this verse. It says, the ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know, my people do not consider. To demonstrate just how evil and wicked the days of Noah were, uh, he preached to the ungodly of his day for 120 years, and only his family ended up coming into the ark. What a sad commentary. For 120 years, and only his family comes into the ark. Noah kept on building. Noah kept on preaching. Even though his generation didn't repent and proceeded in their wickedness, Noah wasn't privileged to see what Jonah saw in his day. Get that now. Noah was not privileged to see what Jonah saw in his day. You got to turn it. This is fascinating. You know, it's amazing how people can obey in one place and disobey in another. In in Jonah chapter 3, just the opposite happened at the preaching of Jonah. Oh, this is good. Jonah preached a message of repentance to the wicked people of Nineveh. The king and all the people of Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah. It says in Jonah 3, then the Lord uh, spoke to Jonah a second time, get up. You know, he just got out of that big fish. So you know he was going to get up this time. (laughs) Get up now, you old (laughs) Get up and go. I know you got fish sent all over you. Get up and go to that great city of Nineveh and deliver the message that I've given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. It's a huge city. On the the day Jonah entered uh, the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Short message. I guess y'all wish I would preach that short. (laughs) 40 days from now and Nineveh will be destroyed. (laughs) No sound system. 40 days from now and Nineveh will be destroyed. Verse 5, the people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on a burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard that Jonah was, heard what Jonah was saying. Here's the king now. This is the king. He stepped down from the White House. 
of, uh, in this time from the throne here and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks may eat or drink anything at all. Now, this was a fast. You talk about a real fast. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence like America today. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways. That's, that's, look, and put a stop to their evil ways. Look what God did. Some translations say he relented. But let me just get down right to the New Living Translation. It says he changed his mind. Why? Because they changed their attitude. And they repented in sackcloth and ashes. And did not carry out the destructions that God had threatened. What a powerful passage. In other words, Noah didn't see what Jonah saw. Number four, back in the text. According to Genesis chapter seven, verse six, Noah was all, well, almost, so don't calculate on me now, almost 500 years old when he started building the ark and was 600 years old when the flood waters came. This shows that you are not too old to be mightily used of God. Nelson Mandela was a revolutionary who didn't see the fruits of his labor until much later in his life. In 1994, after spending 26 years in prison, and when he was almost 76 years old, Mandela was elected president of South Africa in the first election that was open to all races in that country's history. In 1979, at the age of 69, she was old. Mother Teresa received the Nobel Peace Prize for her work with the poor in Calcutta, India. The great, God is, you're not too old for God to use you, so stop saying you old. The great Spanish painter, Pablo Picasso, produced some of his greatest works at the age of 90. Arthur Rubinstein, the great Polish-American pianist, gave one of his greatest recitals at the age of 89. In Exodus chapter 3, God called Moses at 80 years old. In Joshua 14, 12, Caleb at the age of 85 said, give me this mountain. Therefore, refuse to believe the lie of Satan that you're too old to be used by God. Psalms 92, 14 says, they shall still bear fruit in old age. The older you get, the more fruit you ought to be bearing. Because of your walk with God, your depth in the word of God, your personal testimony and hearing God. I mean, the worst thing you can see is an old fool. That's right. Somebody old and unspiritual. Old and setting their ways, grouchy, complaining, gossiping, and not bearing fruit. The older you get, the sweeter you ought to be. You ought to have a word from the Lord. People ought to be running to you because of your depth of walk with the Lord. Psalms 92, 14 says, they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh, not stale, and flourishing and not growing. 
It's not over until you cross the finish line right into the presence of the Lord. Back in Genesis chapter 7, verse 5, and Noah did, there it is, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was productive in his old age. My friend, are you bearing fruit in this season of your life? Refuse to allow yourself to become dry and stale and unproductive at the age of 600. Say 600. Now that's old. Nor enter the ark that God helped him build. His faithfulness and fruitfulness saved the human race as well as the animal kingdom. I will also say that in Genesis chapter 7 verses 13 through 15, on the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his son with them entered the ark. That was all. That was all. Noah and his family. They and every beast after its kind, the animals had most sense than the people, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort, and they went into the ark to Noah, two by two of all flesh, in which is the breath of life. Let me say something about that. Noah, notice that the animals went into the ark two by two peacefully. There was no stampede or confusion. A lot of these rallies we're seeing now, it's nothing but confusion. Neither did the animals bite and devour one another. And that's what so many saints are doing in the church. That's why churches can't make progress because people are biting and gossiping and devouring one another to the extent that the church cannot be the church. But the animals showed the people how to behave, how to have order. There was no stampede or confusion. Neither did the animals bite and devour one another. It was just like it was before the fall. The presence of God brought structure, peace, and order. My friends, there are preachers, teachers, and missionaries like we see here today with us who are saying it's time to repent, receive Christ, and get right with God. Who is the ark of safety? Jesus. It's time to come in. Are you ready? It's time to come in the kingdom of God for you who know not the Savior. It's time to come in for you who are backslidden. Uh, it's time to come into the kingdom of God for you who are in your sins. It's time for you to repent and come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Then we transition on waiting on God to move. After Noah constructed the ark, as directed by God, he, his family, along with the animal kingdom, went inside and patiently waited seven days. Say seven days before the flood waters came upon the earth. Why? Because in Genesis chapter 7, verse 10, it says, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. Now, Noah was a man of faith. Noah built the ark even though he had never seen God. He built the ark even though he had never seen rain, nor was he near a large body of water. He built by faith. How much trouble could have been avoided in our lives if we had only waited on the Lord? Waiting on God teaches us to trust him. 
Just because God doesn't move when we want him to doesn't mean he isn't working on our behalf. Listen to this. Waiting on God is never wasted time. You need to write that down. Waiting on God is never wasted time. Can you imagine for seven long days, Noah and his family was waiting on something they had never seen? In Genesis 2, 4 through 6, it says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. They never saw rain. And there was no man to till the ground, but mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Listen, for seven long days, they waited in that ark. Seven days. Now, the next day, y'all have been, some of y'all would have been saying, where's the what? Where's the what? what, what where's that stuff called water? Some of y'all, day two. It's kind of stinky in here. Some of y'all been complaining. Uh, day three, where's the air condition? If the air condition went out today, which we thought it had gone, I thank God it came on. Some of y'all couldn't, can't even worship in the heat. If the air wasn't on, could you still be just as intense and engaged? Or do you have to have air condition to worship? Oh, back in the old folk time day, way back yonder when, wasn't no air condition in those little uh, hot wooden churches. You raise the window up, put a little stick in there, and they had these little fans with the funeral home picture. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Wasn't no air. But boy, those folk had some church in that house. Wasn't cushion seats like you got right there. But ooh, could they worship God. Oh, by the way, it wasn't, you didn't go to these stalls and nice flushing toilets and just wave your hand and the paper towel just come out. You went around the corner to the outhouse and did your business and then came back into the church house. Oh my goodness. Lest we forget. So by day five, I, I know Mrs. Noah should have been cut loose. You know how some of y'all women, uh, 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 Noah, did you really hear God or did you miss him? <laughs> there was no lightning. Uh, they heard no thunder. Even if they had heard it, they wouldn't have known what it was. What a strange situation they were in. Noah's wife had to believe that God was speaking and working through her husband. Let me tell you something, men. You think you call a preacher, you better make sure your wife know you call. <laughs> you say you go under the mission field. She say, I ain't feeling it. You can't. <laughs> they can speak to that. You're not going anywhere. She said, Africa, what? Papua New Guinea, what? You better. <laughs> some of you, boy, I didn't send you uh, to this Christian school and get all this education uh, so you can go to the mission field. And, and make ends meet. Listen, only what you do for Christ will last. Noah's wife had to believe that God was speaking and working through her husband. The scripture does not record an account of complaints from Noah. His wife wasn't complaining. That's what stops the church many days, universally. His children, his children, wives, for seven long days, uh, they were in there with the animals and absolutely nothing happened. Remember, 
there was only one window and one door. And I'm quite sure that the living conditions were challenging to say the least. But yet Noah did not open or even crack the door as he patiently waited on God to do what he said he would do. Beloved, could that be said of you when you've been praying for that child, you've been praying for that husband, when you've been praying for a breakthrough on the job or the career or the health of your parents, and you've been praying and praying and praying and crying out to God and crying out to God and crying year after year after year and year, and nothing happens. God, are you listening? God says, I hear you. I'm just waiting on you. I'm trying to refine you. And I'm not moving until you learn to trust me. I'm sovereign. God, I'm going to get happy now. I'm God. <laughs> and when I get through with you, you're going to be refined. Your character is going to be made better. You're going to have more integrity. When I get through teaching you how to wait on me in this microwave society, you're going to be a man or woman after God's own heart. Let me tell you something else. Noah's life teaches us that we must be faithful to that which God calls us to do even when we don't see the fruit or results we expect to see. Genesis 7.13 says, On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and three, Noah's wife and three wives of his sons, they went into the ark. For over a century, Noah urgently and passionately warned about the coming judgment, which fell on deaf ears to the population. Only eight people believed God and obeyed his word and went into the ark. My friend, God does not call us to be popular, but he calls us to be faithful. God blessed Noah's faithfulness and obedience, even though the people did not respond. First Peter 3.20 said, for, for who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls were saved through waters. In closing, Genesis 7.16 says, So those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him. Now underline this. Y'all read so fast. Underline this. And the Lord shut him in. Listen, y'all reading too fast. Look. And the Lord, what? Shut him in. As I close, beloved, What God shuts, no one can open. And what God opens, no one can shut. When God shut the door of the ark, it was sealed where no water or intruders could come in. This was the most destructive event the world had ever experienced. When the door of salvation was shut The day of grace was over and all outside the ark lost their opportunity for salvation. 
Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for God will abundantly pardon. Sadly, when the rain and flood waters came, we can only imagine those who scorned and mocked Noah, those very person, they felt some drops. Oh, I felt some. Did you feel? Did you feel some? Shirley, did you feel some? I some. It's kind of. It's something. It's kind of wet. Boom! Thunder, clouds, rain. They said, "Well, may that it'll pass." I'm just using my sanctified imagination. You know, y'all like story form, imposing narratives, and all that stuff. Just let me use my imagination. And they said, "Well, maybe this will pass in a couple of days." And they just kept on, you know, messing around, fooling around, marrying and eating and going to Papados and, and go, you know, <laughs> going to wherever you like to go, wherever that is. And uh, and all of a sudden, that water got ankle deep. They see that water, whatever that is, it's not stopping. It's at angles. <laughs> hey, Joe, Joe, uh, uh, hey, Bob, hey, chillin'. I think we need to do something. That water's, the house, look at the couch, it's floating out the door. And all of a sudden, it got by knees. Ah, oh, you know something? That man that was preaching about the ark, maybe he'll let us in. Hey, come on, come on, Joe, Shirley, come on, children. Come on, come on, Sally. Come on, wife, wife hurry up. Get, 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 get out there. Come, come on, y'all, let's go. Here they are. Boom, boom. No, oh, no. Could you let us in? No, no. Could you let us in? No, 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 no. Something's happening out here. My children, can you see babies being swept away? Wives being swept away. Can you see trees falling over? Can you see all this stuff happening? And all of a sudden, it's up to the way. No, they're they scratching and clawing. And door. no, no, no. Noah said with that soft voice, I can only imagine. I'm so sorry. I preached for 120 years. And you wouldn't listen. God has shut this door. He's got the key. And you can't get in. And all life outside the ark perished. You know something? There's a coming, another day of judgment. Next time it won't be water. It will be what? Fire. But you know what? We will be saved from that judgment if we are in Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and all God's children said, amen. God bless you. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for the word. Lord, what a sobering, stunning message. This message ought to wake us up because just like it happened thousands of years ago, it's going to happen again. And you have us here to be Noah in this wicked generation. Lord, there's somebody under my, under my voice, they're not saved. Some under my voice are not sure that they're, they're not so sure they're saved. Others have backslidden from God. There are others who know the Lord, but they're not in a church home, don't have membership. It is my prayer in the name of Jesus.
that they would come in the ark of the Lord Jesus Christ, the place of refuge, and be saved and safe from the dangers lurking in this world system. And most of all, the judgment to come. I pray this message move us to get right with you right now in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, I preached my heart out. You understood the message. And that water been raining out there. Can you imagine if this, this church house began to move? All of y'all be jolted in here. And the altars will be full. Hey, this church is moving. Let's go pray. I believe we ought to have a prayer meeting. Pastor, don't go home. Let's just stay here. If you're in Christ, you're going to be all right. If you're out of Christ, judgment will come to you. You say tomorrow, next week. No, you don't have a next week. Those people, those people that didn't get on at all, they kept putting it off. For 120 years, people were saying no, making fun of Noah, mocking him. You had better realize you're going to close your eyes and, and death can come so suddenly like it did that little 15-year-old girl we just buried this past Friday. Member of this church, so active in church. Ninth grader. Went home, had a blood clot, went up to her lungs, uh, heart somewhere, and she just died instantly right there before her daddy. They didn't have a clue. See, God takes the young and the old. Didn't give any of us a notice. You had better get right with God. You need, Daddy, you need to move for the sake of your family. Mamas, you need to move for the sake of your children. Husbands and family, wives, you need to move for the sake of your family. Don't let it be said too late. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ right now, and you will be saved. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and He knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.